to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Bowles, touchdown. He goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 91st episode of the Pigskin Project. I have returned. Um, you know, it is it is nice. Uh, ben, you're muted. I don't know what happened. Uh it's muted again. I tried to unmute. My bad. <laughs> Obviously, a little rusty, I guess. Um, gone it's good to have you back, dude. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Always nice to have Ryan, or not Ryan, um, Matt on the podcast. Well, it's always nice to have Ryan on the podcast too. But um, it's always nice to have Matt on the podcast. But um, for those who don't know, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows at this point. Ryan definitely, um, obviously I know how to operate everything, but Ryan is definitely more of the producer as well. He operates that stuff more than I do. Um, I help with the comments and I know how to do everything, but Ryan's better at it than I am. Uh, it was it was a rough, rough episode, left things hanging up. If you guys looked, I, I the, ep- the episode name was Pass Not. It was supposed to be The Pass or Not, and the number wasn't even right. It was... It was a rough. It was a rough little week. Ryan's better at the behind the scenes things. I'm just here to look pretty and talk about football. So there we go. Hey, you know I appreciate it. The kind words is nice. <laughs> um. Anyways, Ben, you've been on an absolute tear recently <laughs> in your yeah. in your predictions, and I'm gonna be taking a little bit more of a different approach when it comes to it. But I will say, um, the overall feel for this episode is going to be a little bit different just because, I mean, Ben is 21 now, so he can bet. So we're changing pigskin payout just a little bit, you know, still doing the same exact thing, but, you know, changing it up just a little bit. Um, but anyways, I don't know, Ben, how are you doing this week though? You, you doing all right? Yeah. I mean, struggling, struggling through life right now, but you know, as every college student is, it, it, it's okay. You know, we get through yeah. it, we get past it. I have to ask you though, because you weren't on the podcast last week. Um, thoughts on Bloomington football? Yes. So um, I I went to IU for the very first time, and um, you well, know saw the first football time, game there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Saw first my first football game there. Um, lots of fun, I will say. Um, and it was a big win too. I think it was their first like conference win in how long? Like a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, nobody thought that they were going to win, including myself, because I had money against them. Um, so, you know, it, it is yeah, what it is. Not, it's not uh, a bad bet, you know, uh, betting against IU. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, it was lots of fun. I will say the the stadium's beautiful. Um, I, I mean, it's a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous stadium. Um, you know, they had top-notch security. Clearly, they're kicking people out. <laughs> Um, you know, for those of you that were there, you'll understand that joke. I don't want to dive into it too deep. 
Um, but I will say overall, um, you know, from what I can remember, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm just really happy that I was able to, you know, yes. make it out, uh, just because, you know, <laughs> shortly after I got back from Bloomington, um, um, nailed a deer. So that was great. Um, you know, it was my first deer that I've hit in my car. So not my first animal I've hit in my car though. That car's taken a beating since I've been driving it. So, you know, yeah. um, but anyways, um, yeah, I mean, overall 10 out of 10 trip, um, got a parking ticket, but whatever, you know, it's all good. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, it was great, but, um, it's been exhausting this last couple of weeks, man. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie to you. Like lots of doing a lot of running around and stuff. I started a brand new job. Um, so yeah. that's another thing. Um, but I mean, Hey, can't really complain, man. I I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. And I went to a bears game on Thursday, which was why mm -hmm. I missed the podcast. I mean yes. like that. And I got my butt kicked and pigs can pick them. And I was a little embarrassed, but like, you know, that, that's actually um, what it was guys. Don't let him try to say it was any other <laughs> Yeah. I will say just to briefly talk about it. So Caitlin and I went to the uh, bears and Panthers game and it was awesome. Um, so it's my first primetime matchup that I had ever seen in person. Um, and, you know, for one, it's really nice to see soldier under the lights. Um, mm -hmm. It was just like the field just lit up in this way. That was just like, just gorgeous. Um, so there's that, but I will say, um, you know, the bears market, excuse me, bears marketing team. Awful job, dude. Horrible. Like, Big primetime game against the Panthers. I mean, this is a must win for the Bears. If there ever has been a, play, a, a regular season game, this is one of those must wins. And you give out towels that are blue camel, camel, camo on white background against the Panthers. No orange at all, just blue and white. And that's what we're swinging around when the Panthers are on defense or are on offense. I'm sorry. And it's like, I understand like you want the whole distraction point of it, but it's like, what are you doing? Like we're, we're waving around their colors. Like at the very least, like make the bear orange in the middle, but you didn't do that. It was all white. That's the only yeah. that I had about the entire game though. Um, there were, I mean, the stands were packed, Ben. I don't know if you saw my Snapchat story or not, but like those stands were packed compared to what you're probably used to at the bears and Eagles game and the bears and chiefs preseason. Um, you know, it was, just a surreal feeling um, that, I mean, as crappy as like a football game that was, it was a lot of fun <laughs> all the way through. You know, my dad said that, like, he said, I can't believe you actually paid money to watch this. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's so much fun. It, it really is. I mean, soldier as a whole was just great. Um, walking through the tunnels and screaming green Bay sucks. was awesome. Um, you know, there's, I, I haven't been a part of a winning bears game at soldier in so long. So being able to be a part Which of that just is awesome. kind of funny and ironic because just two years ago, every single bears game you had gone to at that point, they always won. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of a turn from grace from you, but last year was not my year, man. I'll be honest with you. Like I've been to, let's see. Bears Lions in 2018, Bears Giants in 2021, like mm. literally the second day of 2021, I think. Um, and then I went to, let's see, I've been to one preseason game, I think. Just 
Just our just that Chiefs game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, so I'll count that as three. And then Caitlin and I went to Bears, Dolphins, and Bears Packers, and then Bears Eagles with you, and then now Bears Panthers. So I've been to seven games, whereas before last season I've only been to I want to say two. So it's been huge. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, lots of fun. I always love going to Soldier, um, but thankfully this one ended up in a win because honestly, I don't know what would have happened if it would have ended in a loss to the Panthers. <laughs> They're the worst team in the league. So anyways, let's go ahead and dive right in to weekly review um, where, you know, this week is just insane. And and I thought about this just a little bit while I'm um, bringing this up. Um, so you know how like last year, the whole, like, I guess, what's it called? Uh, like story behind the, the season was like, it's scripted. Like it's predict predictable, almost like what's going on, blah, blah. blah. It's like yeah. you know, the referees and stuff. It's horrible. And you know how this season is even more predict or unpredictable. I mean, yeah. you have the Cardinals coming out of nowhere. You have the Broncos on a win streak right now. Like nobody would have predicted that. No. I think it's all intentional. It's all intentional. Everybody's like, oh, the NFL scripted. And then the NFL's like, oh, man, let's make fun of it and change up a couple of things and make the season a little bit more fun to watch just because people are starting to question a little bit. You know, I don't know. Conspiracy theories. But anyways, let's dive into it. Bears beat the Panthers 16 to 13. Colts beat the Patriots 10 to 6. Browns beat the Ravens 33 to 31. That was a really fun game, by the way. Steelers beat the Packers 23 to 19. 49ers just demolished the Jaguars 34 to 3. Uh Jaguars just wrong place, wrong time, man. Um I <laughs> there's once we go over the weekly review, there's a couple different quarterbacks, and I feel like we need to have a conversation about. So that's absolutely. the point. <laughs> Vikings beat the Saints 27 to 19. Texans beat the Bengals 30 to 27. Buccaneers beat the Titans 20 to 6. Lions beat the Chargers in what I think could be the game of the year, 41 to 38. That one was probably the most fun I had was... watching a football game. That yes, was it was wildly fun. Um, Cardinals beat the Falcons 25-23. Cowboys beat the Giants 49 to 17, which is insane, by the way. The the points this season, like the differential between the two. Um, yeah. Seahawks beat the Commanders 29-26. Raiders beat the Jets 16 to 12, and Broncos beat the Bills 24 to 22. Um Wow. I mean, what a primetime game on Monday that was. <clears throat> I was watching that at work because we were just so slow. I mean, awesome, awesome slate. But I don't know, man. What yes. do you think? No, no. Like you said, it, it was good. And then, you know, a big talking point was, you know, how much these primetime games were not going to be fun to watch. Um, but honestly, they were all like competitive. I mean, I don't want to say the Bears and Panthers game was fun, but it was a competitive game. Um, yes, but that Raiders Jets, I know no one wants to talk about it, but if you watch the game, it was fun. And then also that Broncos Bills game. I mean, if you watched it again, you know, that'd be fun. Um, but this week's slate of games is just wild, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, mm. but there, there are a couple quarterbacks, uh, too good and, um, too not so good. Um, and I guess we'll start off as the two not so good quarterbacks, um, Josh, it's, it's wild. Josh Allen, we need to have a conversation. Um, and maybe this isn't the episode to do it. Maybe it is. 
Um, but we need to start having a conversation about Josh Allen and if he should even be considered among the elite tier of quarterbacks. And then I, it was a conversation me and Matt had. He didn't really chime in much on it um, within the group chat. But T-Law, don't get me wrong. I think T-Law is fine, but he has not made that step up that we would have hoped. Right now he's playing like Kirk Cousins. And no, Kirk Cousins is just fine. I love me some Kirk Cousins. But he he has not made that step up into the next tier of quarterback that I would have hoped. Like he's yeah. five and four for a touchdown to interception ratio over the last three games. He hasn't looked good. Um, but then again, to the Josh Allen point, it his turnovers are becoming a major issue now at this point. Through you know however many years, I think it's like through the first six seasons thus far, he has had the most interceptions and turnovers like ever of any quarterback through six years. Or, to, or for like the first like six years of his career. And they're now five and five. He has so much talent. His uh, talent is absurd. But the issue is, is he is not playing smart football. And he's throwing over, he's just throwing interceptions, interceptions, interceptions. Uh, he had two this past game. Um, week one, he had three, three to, to one guy, nonetheless. Um, it's becoming like a little bit of an issue. Uh, but then in terms of, like the guys, um, obviously there's like the Josh Dobbs and everything um, that have looked good, but we've covered Josh Dobbs, you know, enough at this point. Um, but first, Kyler. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Josh Dobbs is wild. Um, we talked about him last week. Ryan, I'd love to get your opinion on him. Um, but the main guy I wanted to talk about was Kyler. I did not at all expect Kyler to come in and play as well as he did. Obviously, there's some rust yeah. he had to do to knock off, but he played very, very well. He played like vintage Kyler, and which is wild to see. Usually, you don't see a quarterback his first game coming back off of an ACL tear perform as well as what he did. And he's playing. He played very, very well. Uh, but then the other one. I wanted to avoid talking about him for as long as possible. Um, do I like him? No. Um, but I do think he gets enough hate. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's playing well this season. He, this, he, he's playing yeah. one of his better seasons thus far. Dare with, I say it's honest. even quiet? Like, he's not really all that much talked about, you know? And that, and that's what I'm saying. People need We, we need to talk about him more. Uh, he's 17 uh, or 17 touchdowns to 16 interceptions. So that's almost a three to one touchdown uh, touchdown to interception ratio. And he's completing 70% of his passes. Uh, he, he's playing well while he hasn't played like MVP, you know, level play. He's playing one of his better seasons that we've seen him like go through in the last couple of years. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is his best season um, yeah. that we've seen. Um as, again, as much as I'm not a fan of Dak Prescott, because go birds, um, he is playing very well, um, which hurts to I mean, say. Let's, I mean, I, I, I love looked at it. I, I'd love to hear just your opinion on general of T-Law, Josh Allen, uh, and then those two young guys, uh, and then Joshua Dobbs as well. Um, and then I would say – I would say Justin Fields, but we can save that for next week because Lord knows we talk about Justin Fields enough on this podcast. Here's, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's what I'll say really quick. Um, you know, when you want to talk about Justin, 
I'll talk briefly just because the overall like feel of the game at soldier on Thursday was that if we had Justin in this game is not that close. Like Justin makes it not even more watchable, but it's, it's a different game. Um, the only thing that I have a problem with right now is the way that Eberflus talked about it in the press conference saying that, um, you know, with Justin returning, like obviously we have different game plans for different guys. So with Bajan, it was, you know, stay in the pocket, like making quick reads, stuff like that. With Justin, we're doing more designed runs, QB sneaks, stuff like that. And it's like, don't say that for one. Yeah, (laughs) these plays that you have for these design runs for fields is just not working like at all. None of them have worked. The only plays that work for fields as a runner is when it's not designed for him to run. Like he creates the holes that he runs through. It's just, it's a talent thing. So when it comes to fields, like I do think that he's a better quarterback than Bajan. I don't think that I ever question that personally. Um, But you know, then you look at Dak, right. And Dak, looking at his stats and everything, to be honest with you, like, you know, he's, he's performing a little bit better than I had thought originally. Um, however, the, what he's done against the opponents and the teams that he's played against, like, you know, he's had his ups, his ups and downs for sure. Um, you know, you have, um, hmm. like week one, he had no touchdowns, no interceptions and 143 yards. It's like, okay. Then you have the jets, Two and zero. It's like that's cool. Um, he played against the Cardinals, where it was one one touchdown, one interception, and then from there, one touchdown against the Patriots, no interceptions. One touchdown against the 49ers, three interceptions, and then ever since the 49ers game, he's been playing pretty decent. To where he has eleven, no, he has twelve touchdowns and two interceptions in the past four weeks. So. Recently, he's been playing well. His stat line altogether is very Dak. 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 2,415 yards. I mean, you know, last year he didn't really do all that great. He almost matched his stat line so far. Um, well, he year, he, he was also, was also you know, hurt last year for, like, right. he missed the first, like, five, or not missed the first, but he did miss, like, yeah. four or five he's, games last year. But, I mean, right now, if you average out, so let's say we're halfway through the season right now, you average that out because we are halfway through the season, which is wild to say, right? Halfway yeah. through the football season already, which like is a bummer. But um, you average out his so, – so you go across uh, and you just divide that by two because, again, we're halfway through the season. He's going to finish the year with almost 5,000 passing yards, um, 34 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Um, with like again a really good QBR, a seventy percent completion rating, and when again when you look at thirty four interceptions uh, or thirty four touchdowns to twelve interceptions and almost five thousand passing yards, that blows every single year he has out of the water outside of twenty nineteen, um, mm-hmm. which twenty nineteen he was getting those MVP talks, um, and that's when the Cowboys probably look their best. He he is just playing very good. <laughs> I will say, I mean, you know, Dak's up in the air. The way that I'll I'll just end the Dak conversation because we've got a couple more quarterbacks to talk about. Um, oh. Dak's going to Dak. So, like, the trend right now in the last four weeks is that he's been good, but Dak's going to Dak. Dak he is going to be – he always – he's going to screw it up towards the end of the season. He's the regular season quarterback that's going to screw up in the playoffs. That's going to yeah. be the end of them. 
Um, then, the one quarterback that I really want to talk about really quick before we get to Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson. That's right. Yep, okay. that's exactly what I was so, going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, last year he had 16 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, and I don't think he missed that much time. Uh, this year he's already thrown for two more touchdowns than he had last year and four interceptions. Now, part of me is starting to think maybe Russ wasn't the problem. No, it was Hackett. Hackett's it awful. Was Hackett. And, you know, wow. obviously we've talked very, very bad about Hackett and everything. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson, man, he's been playing pretty decent. You want to talk about recency bias a little bit about these quarterbacks like Dak. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson is that guy right now. Like, he's been doing very well. Um, and, I mean, enough to where he's put those Broncos that started really bad. Um, he's, he put them on a three-game win streak. You know what I mean? He's been he's been the driver in all of that. So, um, you know, I'm not one to really say that winning is a quarterback stat. It's an argument for another day. You already have but said like, it's not a quarterback stat. I just want to put I, that out there. No, I know. I'm just saying I don't agree with that. You know, I don't I don't think that it is a quarterback stat. You've got defense factored in too. But like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that he doesn't play a massive part in winning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, you know, Russ has been really good. But um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, it's time to have that conversation, man. I mean, if you can't I think the I think the Super Bowl window for the Bills is closing. Um, you know, you look at Josh Allen. And what he's doing, we we talked about it briefly in our group chat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, f- between me, you, and Josh, er, and 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 Matt, I think that Josh Allen is on the same exact level as Justin Herbert. Then at that point, I at, at right now, and which isn't saying much because Justin Herbert's uh, a very good quarterback in his own right, but he's yeah. no longer, I think, viewed in the same level as Hertz. Mahomes and Burrow are, and That's honestly, crazy. again, I've said it before. I'd I would put Lamar in front of him as well. But what's crazy is that, like, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, like, they're in comparable uh, situations. I would say, right? I think Justin Herbert might be in a little mm-hmm. bit better of a situation. But you look at their stat lines, and you like right off the jump. You know, let me just ask you this, right? If I had asked you. Even before last week, who's better, Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? I, <laughs> as much as I, I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to get backlash. I don't care. I'm going to go with Herbert. I really am like a firm believer <laughs> that okay. well, Herbert. Let me just say this is better. I think Staley sucks, but let me just say this then to counter. Um, what's the general consensus of who's better? Gener- obviously, Allen. Yeah, well, I, I don't Allen. say obviously because I know some people would also take her over, but yes, Josh Allen. Dude has 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 2,600 yards on the season. Justin Herbert mm-hmm. has 17 touchdowns, five interceptions, and almost 2,400 yards on the season. Exactly. So these guys, it's it's a better touchdown to interception ratio when it comes to Justin Herbert. I think that honestly Much this is like justin herbert's situation is the epitome of he's got a head coach that's holding him back um you know brandon staley is awful we've talked about it for years on this podcast at this point <laughs> like it's horrible so yeah. when you look at justin herbert this dude's been going off like crazy man he's good um but for some reason it's it's something it's either the play calling 
or just like you know. I hope they don't make the. I I honestly hope they the Chargers do not make the playoffs this year because if the Chargers don't make the playoffs, you have no freaking excuse to yeah. to have Saley as the head coach, and I, he's going to be the hot name everywhere you look. But Ben Johnson in that offense with Justin Herbert and those wide receivers would be fun to watch. Well, and and then to to the point in continuing the, the comparison between them as well, um, you are. There's been talks, at least as of the past week, of of Sean getting fired, Sean McDermott, the, the Bills head coach, getting fired, which is insane. Because I would take him in a heartbeat. I and I get that, but you at at a certain point you do. I'm sorry, guys. My camera is being a little odd, by the way. So if you guys see me come in and out, or the camera cuts out, that's what it is. Um, but you can't continuously have this quarterback that gets you here and gets you here and gets you here, but then can't get you above that hump. And it's cool if you can continue getting me like, you know, the best team in in my division, but then not even get to the Super Bowl. And it'd be different if he got the Super Bowl and lost or something. But he hasn't even done that. Um, right. You can't. At a certain point, you have to find a coach that can get you, uh, you know, to to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Uh, but then also, Stephon Diggs, man. Seven things. <laughs> I it, it's been something that has been boiling over over the course of the last like two or three years. Ever since that Chiefs game, um, two years ago, I, I, I mean, I think he'd be stupid to leave. As much as we're talking about Josh Allen, Josh Allen again is still one of the better quarterback talents in the NFL right now. And for him yeah. to just up and leave, then you're not going to really find a better situation, at least in terms of quarterback. I'll but, tell you this. Hmm. If Diggs is leaving Buffalo, they're they're tanking. They're yeah. done. Yeah. Their Super Bowl window is closed. They're firing coaches. They're they're shipping on like they're getting draft capital and starting the next phase of Bills football. And that is a tank. That is what the Bears did. Like, you know what I mean? Well, not so, quite to the but yes. Maybe not quite to the extent, but you're starting over. And they, um, I mean they do have a very old, I wouldn't say a very old roster, but like an older roster as is anyways. You go across that that defense and pretty much outside of Ed Oliver and Gregory Rousseau, yeah, m- most of their guys are old. And then you can talk about Trey White, but Trey White is like just consistently injured. Um, yeah. Everyone on that team is old or injured. Uh, so maybe Bad. taking a year to reset, I'm not going to use the word rebuild, but taking a, re- a year to reset, maybe even with Dabal as, as their head coach, um and reset it would be fun so i mean josh allen looked his best when he was calling the plays just saying so um lastly so um trevor lawrence i mean we gotta talk about him um so this guy i mean okay let me look at what's going on here because i haven't looked at his stats really um, you just wait. Just come wait. on, man. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, just wait until you see it. I mean, like I looked at it briefly just because I played a little bit of a joke on our group chat. Like mm-hmm. Justin Fields has a better stat line right now. He does. Yeah, and like that doesn't mean that Justin Fields is the better quarterback, but it's like Justin Fields had a really good start to the season before he got hurt. Like, mm-hmm. can you? I mean, you'll even agree to that, which means a lot. Like, let's be honest. Um, you know, so I'm not going to sit here and play the whole, like, who's better card, but I will say Trevor Lawrence, man, like you got to figure it out. 
Like you really, he's do not even point. the best quarterback in this division at this point. He's not. CJ Stroud's playing like an MVP candidate. I like, well, and we had a conversation. We had a conversation about like, like uh, behind closed doors on if Stroud is um, like should be in the MVP race, and I said he's playing like it, but I don't think he's going to win enough games. But then you look at the rest of his schedule, and he might. He might, he might win enough games. Their their yeah. their last nine games of the season are the Cardinals, the Jags, the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans again, and the Colts. And right. all of those teams, like they don't play a good like a like. Obviously, every team in the NFL is good, but they don't play like a good hard team again the rest of the season. And that one team would have been the Bengals, which we'll get to. Yeah, but it's. I don't know. It's wild, but not to make that about CJ Stroud. We had a twenty-minute conversation about him last podcast, but yeah. Let me let me ask you this really quick before we move on, just because we need to get to weekly news, and I'll probably blow through that. But um, so, as a Bears fan, mm. we talked about it briefly before, like literally right before the podcast started, right? Um, so I'm gonna explain for the people that you know obviously couldn't hear. Um, so it's either one or the other it's either field sucks and you fire the coach and you get a new quarterback and everything or fields does good and Eberflu sticks around for another year because like it's not one or the other you don't keep fields and not keep Eberflus because fields has to outperform what he's already done yeah. um so i guess my question to you is as a bears fan right or like not even as a bears fan but like put yourself in my shoes yes, what would you be rooting for in this case like do you want fields I, to ball out at this point or are you just kind of hoping for the worst that way you can get a better draft pick well to be honest i'm hoping as a bears fan i i'm hoping that fields is balling out and is absolutely just wreck, wreaking havoc on the rest of the league but then your defense is is trash and you guys lose all the rest of your games uh you know 41 to 42 and yeah. that way you can, you know, get your wide receiver, trade back with another pick, you find your guy, but then if your defense is bad enough and you guys continue to lose but Fields looks good, then you can fire Eberflus and hire a new head coach. Um, but if it is one or the other, truly, I want to tank. Because this team right now, as it is, is not even close to being able to contend in the NFC. Yeah. So if you continue to keep it like as is, which at this point it would be, it's yeah. You, you, it's just another. It's just gonna be another year, and that's kind of what like we talked about with the Saints. It's gonna be another yeah. year of the same thing, and all you're doing is prolonging it when it's gonna happen again inevitably. So what I will you hope, say, you know, I don't know. What I will say is, when it comes to Fields or the latter, um, it looks like you know, quarterback is not the biggest need on this team. Like, at the end of it, like, the biggest thing is, and it's getting younger. The team is getting younger, and that's good. Yes. But you need time to develop, for one. And, I mean, this, okay, like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time because, like you've been saying, like, we talk about the Bears. <laughs> um, the run defense is sneaky, sneaky good. Like, it's been, it got a lot better since, like, week three. I want to say after the Chiefs game, it's been really good. Um, the pass rush has definitely gotten better since Montez Sweat, you know, showed up. 
he might not have the sacks to show for it, but the quarterback like hurries has been has been good. Um, mm-hmm. The one player that mm-hmm. I have the most problems with on this defense. I, I hope. Oh, on the defense. All right, never on mind. the defense is Eddie Jackson. You cut this guy, or not cut it? You trade this guy in the off season. You get rid of him. This guy, he's not great. He might be a locker room leader, but he's not great. He's not who he once was. Um, and then on the offensive side, this is my predicament. And come draft season, it's going to be a little bit more intriguing, especially because we get to mock what might happen in different scenarios and stuff. Um, so one could say like they should trade fields and <laughs> you know go quarterback, or one should say like you know they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and then they trade out of that spot and build around fields. I mean, who knows? But we've got seven weeks for Fields to make a name for himself and, you know, really claim the spot as his because you've still got plenty of time on his rookie rookie deal. So there, there's yeah. that. But anyways, all right, here we go. Let's, well, let's get right into – oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. Real quick, I was hoping we were going to talk about the same player, um, but when you didn't, um, I I just – as as a former – what Are we gonna talk about Bayless right now? Because I'll tell you right now that oh, no, I'm not talking about, I, 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 <laughs> everyone at this point should know how bad he is. Um, no, I, as a former offensive lineman, um, and that that might have given it away already. Oh, dude, who who do you think I'm gonna t- talk about? Here's here's what I'm gonna say really quick. I don't know if you know this or not, but Eberflus came out in a on a press conference today saying that Nate Davis is healthy. And you know how Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright have been like tearing it up, right? Yes. Like, out, outstanding because they moved Tevin Jenkins to right guard. They have Lucas Patrick at center, and then they have Cody Whitehair at left guard with Braxton Jones in the left tackle. So you had already um, named player, <laughs> but yes. Dude, they're moving Tevin Jenkins back to left guard instead of keeping him in the right side with Darnell Wright. Like, what are you doing? Like these two are killing it. This is the right hand Mm. side of your line for the future. Like you have Nate Davis that you signed as a switch guard. He could play whichever side. Let him be the vet towards the left tackle that needs help. Like Braxton Jones has been sneaky. Good. Don't get me wrong, but he needs veteran presence there to help guide him just a little bit more. And if Nate Davis doesn't understand it, you've got a little bit more help surrounding him as well. Like just, Make the left side maybe a little bit weaker. I don't know. Like, don't spread it out and just be like, huh, that might work. Like, ah, this coaching staff, dude. Anyways, are you talking about Braxton? Is that no, I'm not even talking about Nate Braxton. Davis? I'm talking – nope, not even Nate Davis. Cody Whitehair? Not even Cody Whitehair. I'm talking about Lucas Patrick. Oh, Lucas Patrick, yeah. He can go dude. kick rocks, dude. He's oh, awful. my gosh. It, it's actually so – every single time, and maybe it's because I'm just like – program to hone in on, on on the center and everything but he it's it's um no pun intended it, it's unbearable watching him play football he it's like bad. consistently is not doing things correctly he's getting pushed over he's missing blocks he's getting moved around he'll go to the second level to get a linebacker and just like trip over his foot yeah. <laughs> i don't know he has a job. Good for you. There's some good centers in this class, but my lord, you guys should have taken John Michael Smith. 
I I mean I I advocated for it, but instead, yeah, hey, guess yeah. what? We traded for Chase Claypool. So, anyways, let's go ahead and get into uh, weekly news. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. All right, so I have four headlines because not a lot has happened since Sunday. So, um, Bears quarterback Justin Fields will return this week. Saints have signed pass rusher Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the Vikings have re-signed linebacker Anthony Barr. And then Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey suffered a calf strain and not an Achilles injury and is day-to-day. So a lot better. You're missing than what one, one more thing. Yes, go ahead. Browns. Oh, yes. Deshaun Watson's out for the season. Pretty big. Uh, DTR season, baby. Here we go. Dude, that's um, like the one bright side. Like, as much as I'm not a fan of, like, I'm gonna root for them now, Deshaun. But now, now I, now I am gonna root for them. I, I mean, I love their team. Miles Garrett. I've said it numerous times. Is my favorite non-eagle in the entire league. Um, but also like DTR. Everyone knows where I stand on DTR. But like yeah. now, now I don't feel like a dirtbag rooting for them, and it is great. I mean, I would not. I don't want to. Wish ill harm on anyone. I just, for obvious reasons, not a fan of Deshaun Watson. Um, but yeah. now, like, it's going to be fun. Maybe you have something I'll, on DTR. I will just continue to say this. Um, the Browns are America's real team. Um, and they were before Deshaun Watson even came there. Just because so many people root for the Browns because they feel bad. So there we go. <laughs> Anyways. America's um, team is Michigan, but we'll get into it. Oh, God. They say winning isn't everything, and that may be true in some cases. But right now, let's make some money. It's time for Pigskin Payout. Feeling good? I'm not going to lie to you. Just won 125 bucks on a bet right now, so that was cool. Um, so, injecting the good vibes into this segment. The new piece of this <clears throat> segment is going to be Thursday night football is Ben's call. Sunday slate is going to be mine. We're not even going to touch Monday nights, really. Uh, Monday night football is going to be awesome. Side note, it's going to be awesome. Uh, yes, I know the Chiefs. Awesome. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so I'm going to react to Thursday night football. Ben's going to react to Sunday. Yep. So, ben, uh, so got? I got a I got a four legger for you guys, and this is this is awesome. The odds uh, end up coming out to be uh, plus uh, twelve hundred, like straight nice. plus twelve hundred, which is like. Just satisfying to see. Didn't even do that on purpose. Um, I'm going to take over on total points. Um, every team, both of them have been uh, – for those who don't know, it's what's Bengals the, versus what's Ravens. What's the line? Uh, yeah, I'll get there real quick. Uh, but it is Bengals versus Ravens uh, for everyone wondering what it is. Um, but both the Bengals and the Ravens have been like the, – their lines have been hitting for overs like pretty consistently all season. And the over for this game is only 46 which is surprising. Like that wasn't even what the over was for the Bengals and Texans that I bet on. And the Ravens have better offense. Let's be honest here. Um, and then I took over on Mark Andrews, four and a half receptions. Honestly, that is the one that I'm going to sweat out the most, uh, but I think he can do it. He's Lamar's favorite target um, over on seven and a half receptions for Jamar chase. Uh, in a normal week, I probably wouldn't have taken that, but it looks like T Higgins will not be playing tomorrow. He's hurt. For seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yep. Um, again, usually I wouldn't take that, but again, with T. Higgins being out, he's fighting for targets against Tyler Boyd, who dropped a game winning touchdown. Um, so that's besides the point. And then Joe Mixon, anytime scorer, 
Uh, just because, again, if this game is going to be high scoring the way I predict it to be, if the over is going to hit for uh, 46 and a half, it's going to be because the running backs are going to score at least once. So that's why I put mix in. So, again, it's a four-legger. It's pretty simple. But the fact that I got the odds at plus 1,200 were huge. That's no odd boost. That's just straight up what the line is. Um, so, yeah, again, one more time, over 46 and a half points, over four and a half receptions for Mark Andrews, over seven and a half touchdowns – or uh, seven and a half receptions for Jamar Chase – Anytime score, Joe Mixon. All right. So, with all due respect, and I don't mean to tear your parlay apart. Ooh, you're fine. I really don't like any of this. Um, so, <laughs> I will say over 46 and a half total points. That's a very, very high line. Um, I'm one to bet the over on total points a lot. And 46 and a half total points hardly ever hits for one. For two, it's a divisional matchup um, against two high power offenses. And normally that doesn't result very well. Um, <laughs> I will say, you know, the, like nine times out of 10, it probably won't hit. So that's why I'm like, e. Um, Mark Andrews, four and a half catches. I feel like five catches is a lot to ask from a tight end. Um, but at the same exact time as well, like it's doable because it's Mark Andrews, but on the other side of things, you've got Roquan Smith over the middle as well. That is probably going to be playing a little bit of coverage alongside, um, you know, whoever else is playing. So that one's a little bit iffy as well. Jamar chase, because Tyler Boyd isn't playing, um, and T Higgins, I believe is questionable. I don't want to say he's playing or not, but because mm -hmm. of that, um, it's a little bit risky. Then eight catches from any receiver is just a big, big ask. Um, Jamar Chase itself, I mean, the yards is going to be pretty decent. But, um, I mean, Jamar Chase, man, that's that Raven secondary is tough. I will say I, I think the under is going to hit if that's the line. And then Joe Mixon, anytime touchdown. I had Joe Mixon as a uh, fantasy running back. So I really don't like Joe Mixon because I had to trade him away for like nothing. <laughs> um, he's he's efficient at times, but this Ravens defense is tough, man. I will say it is. It's one. Of, it's one of the better defenses in the entire league for sure. Yeah, so. I. You know, if this no, is you're something good. that you're looking at doing, it's plus twelve hundred, so it's going to pay you very well. <laughs> um, so best of luck to you. Um, anyways, don't be. Don't be any more fair than I was to yours for mine. Yeah, no, again, be a little uh, difficult. this is what we like. We're not responsible for your money, and I am going to throw $5 on that. Anyways. <laughs> My call here, Sunday slate. I have Bears plus eight at the Lions. Um, so looking at history, the way that it's gone, Lions were clearly the better team last year against the Bears. However, the Bears and Lions were always pretty much close. Justin Fields always kept them in the in the running for that game. And I think Bears plus eight is a pretty generous um, point spread just because for some reason, and under Eberflus, the Bears have really kept it close with teams that they shouldn't necessarily compete with. And it's normally garbage time points. Yeah. So um, that's, that's why I'm saying plus eight. Cowboys <laughs> plus ten and a half at Panthers. I saw it in person. The Panthers are garbage. Cowboys are good. Um, that defense is going to tear Bryce Young apart and not be close yep. at all. So Cowboys plus is 10 and a half. Um, this one is a very low line. A Steelers at Browns over 33 total points. Um, and I think the line is so low because DTR starting instead of Deshaun Watson. However, um, normally when you look at it, I mean, for the Browns to have PJ Walker look pretty good, I think that the system is built 
for a quarterback like TT or DTR to be able to be good. Um, Jerome Ford is still a good running back. He's not great, but he's good. Um, you know, but it's enough to compete with the Steelers team that should be uh, pretty high powered as well. George Pickens coming out of nowhere. Um, Deontay Johnson's getting targets as well. It's going to be pretty decent. Um, and lastly, Raiders plus 13 and a half at Dolphins. This Raiders team has some electric behind them. Um, I don't have the full, um, you know, odds as far as the parlay, but I really like every bit of this, including, Mm. you know, the spread. So who knows? What do you think, buddy? Uh, I like your second and fourth one a lot. I'll ride with the Cowboys line and the Raiders line. Um, I'm not doing it with the Bears. I'm not. <laughs> the, the Lions are looking. The Lions are looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, and quarterbacks coming back from injuries. Um, unless your name is Kyler Murray, I guess. Uh, usually struggle their first game back. Um, and then what was that third? Third one. Steelers at Browns. Steelers Browns. Yeah, no, that one. Eesh. I I know it is so low scoring, but. Kenny Pickett has never thrown, or I think in his entire career, one time has thrown for. No, I think it is never. I think it has never thrown for two passing touchdowns in a game, which, <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> um, and then it's fun to watch DTR. I'm going to root for DTR, but man, I think he's going to struggle against TJ Watt. And man, I think Kenny, what? That secondary is a little tough. Yeah, it, it, it's two, I would say, two of the better defenses in the entire league um, against Kenny Pickett, who, let's be honest, um, at any point the Steelers could get rid of. He just has not. He's, he's been mid in every sense of the way, and not even a Kirk Cousins mid. He's just been not even that good. Um, and then it's a rookie quarterback in DTR. I I just I, – I, that might be one of the – most low, like lowest scoring games of the week, uh, in my opinion. So I'm not a fan of those two, but I do like the Cowboys line, and I am a very big fan of the Raiders. I told you guys when they hired um, the intern head coach that there's something to it, and there's something to it. So, <laughs> all right, let's get to our next segment. Just when you thought it was safe to play the underdog, we put you on upset alert. All right, so I only have four games for upset alert. Um, sometimes we forget. Yeah, all right. No problem. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to name all four of mine that we can get through this as quick as possible. Cause mm-hmm. um, you know, I know last week went a little long. Um, <laughs> we're trying to make time. So um, Bengals at Ravens. I think the uh, Ravens are very overhyped. Um, they've got a good record and they're high in power rankings, but I think the Bengals could pull off the upset. Um, they're going to be really upset just because, I mean, they lost to the Texans. So it's like, normally that doesn't go well for other teams. Raiders at Dolphins, like I said, very high-powered Raiders team. Um, They're using Devontae Adams the way that they should use Devontae Adams. Um, Aiden O'Connell didn't look horrible. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil one of my picks for the next segment. I don't think the Raiders do this, but I think that there's potential for it. Um, Cardinals at Texans. Um, you know, Kyler Murray looked good. Yep. Um, the Texans team, man, it's it's ups and downs, man. That's really what it is. Um, and then Vikings at Broncos. So <laughs> this one, yep. I would say the Vikings, they are probably the team that's getting upset here because the Broncos are on a tear. 
Um, however, it could literally lean both sides because there's storylines leading up for both of them. This one's a very fun matchup. You've got Vikings led by Josh Dobbs. Um, you know, jo- Justin Jefferson potentially coming back as well. It's going to be interesting. And then you've got the Broncos on a three-game tear. I mean, who's mm. going to get upset here? But at the same exact time, somebody <laughs> will be. So that's yep. why I added them. But that's that's my that's my four. Yeah, no, we'll start off with with that game exactly. I I had that one as one of my five. Um, exactly as you wrote it. Um, it's I I don't know who's who who's the underdog. Like obviously Vegas has their lines and whatnot, but I could I could see this game going either way. Uh, so that's the same reason I talked about it. It's going to be really fun to watch. Um, and then just to get it up and out of the way, the Raiders versus Dolphins. I don't actually think the Raiders are going to do it, uh, but I really do think the Raiders are going to give the Dolphins a little bit more run for the money than what people expect. Um, but then the three that you didn't have, uh, Jets versus Bills, um, the Jets have already done it once. Uh, and that's why I uh, threw that on there. The Jets have done it once, um, and they have given Josh Allen fits. That defense is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals versus Texans. Uh, Stroud has looked like there. I mean, we've talked about it enough at this point. Stroud has looked very, very good, uh, but no one like at all has like expected Kyler to come out and play as well as what he did. Um, at the end of the day, the Texans do have a better roster, uh, but the Cardinals uh, very surprisingly have played very, very you know strong football games outside of a few for Jonathan Gannon. So I think this game was going to be really close, um, and then. This is probably just out of spite. Like, definitely, it—it's not even probably. It is definitely out of spite. Like the the Cowboys versus Panthers. Um, <laughs> I think they are riding high after not playing a quarterback. Uh, Tommy DeVito's bad. Like, just straight garbanzo beans. Just very, very bad. Um, and Bryce Young is definitely better than Tommy DeVito. Um. Again, I think the Cowboys will do it. That's again spoiling a pick. I think the Cowboys will win, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game is close. And let's be honest, the last time or I, the only time I put the Panthers on upset alert uh, was against the Texans. And how did that work out for me last time? Yeah, so. right. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and get right into pigskin pick them. Um, what is this week eleven? Is this week eleven or week twelve? Week. 11. Uh, this is week eleven, but. Wow, I just saw your text, by the way. Um, yes, week 11. <sighs> All right, let's get right into it. You think you know football? Well, prove it. This is Pigskin Pick'em. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, let's get started with it, Ben. You're killing me. Um, you know, you went 10-4 and four last week, um, and literally the week before you went 11-1. and one. So, I mean, 21-5 <laughs> and five in your last two episodes is crazy. Um, Absolute roll. Yeah, I went eight and six overall. You're beating me ninety-eight and you're <laughs> ninety-eight and forty-nine. I'm eighty-two and sixty-five, so not great. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's get right into it. We're not gonna do points um just because of time. Um just gonna go through predictions here. Bengals at Ravens. I got the Bengals. <sighs> this one and then this one, and then Sunday night football and Monday night football. I'm gonna be honest. Be fun. We're the hardest. Three games for me to pick. Uh, they're all, like, again, very, very good matchups. Um, for the bit, um, we'll continue picking the Ravens uh, just because <laughs> I have been doing it, so we will do it. But I'm yeah. be honest, I'm not, like, wildly confident in it. I, I could see this game going either way. But I'm going to pick the Ravens. 
Steelers at Browns. Um, I'm gonna pick this. <sighs> I'm gonna pick the Browns. The Browns have beat the 49ers with a backup quarterback. And they can do it against the 49ers. They can do it against the Steelers for sure. We're going Browns. We're gonna do it. We're gonna lean into DTR. I'll go Steelers here. DTR. I'll go Steelers. Raiders at Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. Uh, the, yeah, the Dolphins. It's 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 the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bears at Lions. I'm going Lions. Yep. Sorry, buddy. Going Lions as yeah. well. It happens. Um, hey, you know what? I've I've learned to pick against the Bears and then be pleasantly surprised when I'm wrong. You know what I mean? That's that's the way um, to go. That is the way to go. Titans at Jaguars. I'm going Jags. I almost put the Jags on upset alert. I'm gonna be honest. Um, but we will we'll go we'll go with the Jags. Chargers at Packers. I got the Chargers. <laughs> I know the Packers have I, I don't want to say turned it on in recent months or like recent weeks, but they have looked better in recent weeks. Love uh, looked but, good last week, I will say. From a Bears fan, yeah. that should tell you something. Yes. Um, but I am gonna go the Chargers. The Chargers are a better team. Cardinals at Texans. I'm going Cardinals. Oh, you're you're not nice for that. I was gonna do that. Uh, because you did that, I'm gonna go with the Texans. Um, kind of stole my stole my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My thunder. That's the word I'm looking for. Stole my thunder on that one. So we'll go with the Texans because um, to pick differently. You know, I can afford to lose a couple of these games. Just a side note, uh, just to come <clears throat> back to our quarterback conversation, uh, Jordan Love has a better stat line than Trevor Lawrence this year. Um, anyways, Cowboys at Panthers. Just saying. Yes, uh, Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Giants at Commanders. This is just a um, stink fest. Yeah, but the Giants are not going to win another game this season. Tommy DeVito is going to be their quarterback for the rest of the season. If he even gets through the season, dude is stinking. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the Commanders all the way. Yep. Um, 49ers. Oh, we know. Buccaneers at 49ers. Starting the afternoon sleep. Um, I got the 49ers here. The Niners have looked. The Niners have. I'm going to go with the Niners. The Niners, while they didn't look very good heading into their bye, three state losses, uh, they came out against the Jags and looked like the Niners that we would have you know, expected them to look like. The Niners are bold. So I'm going to go with the Niners. As well. Hopefully you don't see my thunder in this next one. Jets at Bills. Jets. I'm going Bills. Yeah. I you know the 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 Bills are gonna come out with vengeance. The Bills are gonna say we want to beat a team. Um it's been a lot rough couple weeks. Um but the Jets have done it once. And again, I think that Jets defense is going to give them fits and maybe the Jets will get a uh a um uh punt. I think it was a punt. I don't think it was a kick. I'm pretty sure it was a punt. A punt return to the house. So, oh no. Um, Seahawks at Rams. Uh, the Seahawks. As much as I've been, I would say, championing the Rams um, with Matt Safford out and with us not knowing when Matt Safford's going to be back, it's hard for me to to pick anything other than than the Seahawks in this one. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yep. Yep. All right. Cool. Matt Stafford's back this week against the Seahawks. I'm going with the Rams. Um, there you go. <laughs> Vikings you go. at Broncos. Sunday night football. Oh, Lord. Um, because I'm holding out hope. Um, 
mainly because of my fantasy team um, that JJ is going to be back. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, the, the Vikings on this one. I will also go with the Vikings. Um, yeah, Eagles at Chiefs. Um. Um, I'm, I have to, I mean, I have to, it, it's the Eagles are going to get vengeance. It's going to be a good game. It's the first time all season. The Eagles have been underdogs, which is wild. Um, yeah. I, I, I have to the Eagles. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Now. E-A-G-L-E-S. There Eagles, you baby. Go. There we go. Um, all right. So that'll do it. And stay tuned to our Twitter because I will be, posting um updates as we go along um especially if ben keeps his streak anyways let's go ahead and move it to our next segment pro football isn't the only game in town let's take a stroll to ben's college corner ben buddy you have the floor here so um your mic yep there we go and i will chime in as needed um this is normally here con your your segment here that's why it's called ben's college corner man so um you know i just i don't know but anyways i will um chime in as needed uh yeah so as we usually do uh we're just gonna go over some college news um and then we'll go over three matchups um because next week next week's gonna be a wild week guys next week was rivalry week next week is where teams make or break their playoff cases um, but that is something that we will save again for next week. Come back, listen, be huge. Um, I have to start. We always start here the last like five weeks now at this point. Jim Harbaugh. Um, yeah, so like right before their game. So it would have been Friday night. I think they purposely did that to kind of be jerks to him. Um, Three-game suspension. So for the rest of the regular season, um, and not a full suspension, but suspension from the sidelines uh, so he can coach and go about his business as he would during the week. Uh, but then come game time, he's not allowed to be at the game at all. Um, I would not be surprised um, if Michigan puts in an appeal. Um, I haven't heard much news. I know there's something going on Friday about it. So we should hopefully hear more news about that come Friday. I would be wildly surprised if he is not back and coaching at that game for OSU. And if he isn't, that is, it's an absolute crime, um, an absolute crime. Um, there's been a whole lot being made of like Michigan, not getting the due process, then making a ruling, handing out punishments on an investigation that is still ongoing, which is wild in the first place. Why are we handing out punishments for an investigation that isn't done? And the more and more that news continues to come out, the more and more, the Big Ten specifically looks stupid and idiotic for doing this stuff. As news came out today, Connor Stallion was never paid like at all for anything by the school. Like he officially did not get paid to do any of that. And that even more is coming out about him like creating this manifesto and him talking about how he wants to take over the program and you know do all this stuff with college football. Um, I don't know. Connor Stallion, obviously at all. Uh, for those who don't know, I don't think we've talked too much about him. He was the guy that was like, I guess, buying the tickets and doing like that in-person scouting and whatnot. Um, but the more news that comes out about this guy, he just sounds uh, very politely. Um, he sounds a little deranged. Like it just, something doesn't seem quite right. And again, the more news that comes out 
about the situation, the more and more it looks like Jim in University of Michigan is completely innocent about it. Um, so it's not going to be a good look if the ruling comes out saying that nothing has happened and then you just suspended Jim Harbaugh for coaching one game bare minimum, maybe even two about it. Um, and then I know there's all those Bears fans coming out here talking about, you know, maybe maybe it's Jim Harbaugh's time to leave. He's going to come to the coaches or he's going to come back to the NFL and be a coach here. Um, at least for the Bears, it's not going to happen, guys. I would be very surprised if he does leave Michigan. Uh, if I'm a betting man, which now that I'm 20 in, I am. Um, I'm going to say he's saying at Michigan, uh, there's just not a shot he's coming out for the majority of the teams that are going to be looking for head coaches. There's a chance that he comes out for like a Bills, but we've already talked about we don't know what's going to happen there with Sean. And I could see him maybe wanting to come out to be with Justin Herbert. Um, and then the other option there would have been the Bears, but there's a very, I wouldn't say big, but but Ke- Kevin Warren, um, what, what what's his official title with the Bears, by the way? Uh, president, team president. President, there, there you go. I knew it was like something like super crazy. Um, the president of the Bears, Kevin Warren, like has, I wouldn't say vocally, because he's never outright said anything, um, but like it's pretty well known that he just does not like Jim Harbaugh. For those of you wondering why, Kevin Warren used to be the commissioner of the Big Ten, um, and now, obviously, he's the president with the Bears. Um, so it looks like those two are going to be clashing heads. Um, and then the other reason, Michigan has outright backed it. Michigan has come out and saying, we're standing by our coach. They released their own press con- or again, their own press release about it. Um, there's already been talks about them trying to you know get a new contract with him. Um, so he's not going to be leaving like Michigan. Michigan's going to stand by him. Um, and the only other way I could see something happening is if the Big Ten, like, has come out and said, like, we're going to indefinitely, like, ban him, which would be dumb uh, with all the information on the table. But then also Michigan has made it very, very clear, while I don't think this is going to happen, and I do think it's just a threat, that if that happens, Michigan would be plenty happy to go to the SEC and play there. And I'm almost positive SEC would open up their arms and say, Michigan, please come and play with us. Um, there's no way that they would even turn down Michigan if Michigan wanted to. Um, so I'd be very surprised looking at all the facts, looking at Michigan backing them. Um, if Jim goes anywhere. Um, talking about losing appeals, by the way, JMU, James Madison University, who has been on an absolute tear in terms of basketball and football this year, uh, undefeated in football this year. They beat Michigan State basketball. Uh, JMU is a very, very fun you know story to follow. Um, but it really, really hurts because they're D2 transferring up to D1. And because of that, they are in a two-year ban from the playoffs. That happens for anyone, whether you're D1 transferring up uh, or transferring down to D2 or vice versa like JMU is, D2 going to D1. Does not make any sense to me. You would think the D2 program transferring up to D1 would be at a disadvantage. So why are we saying that they can't? It's been the rule. It's been two years. Uh, they tried to appeal it with how well they've been playing. Again, they're undefeated right now. Um, but the NCAA just said no. The NCAA said, screw you. <laughs> we don't want you, which, again, makes no sense to me as to why they wouldn't let these D2 players um, play against D1. It's not like there's, um, like, you know, it's, it's not like JMU is at this big, like, advantage as if a D1 program was transferring to D2 because it's vice versa. So the NCAA kind of sucks for that. Um and then kind of the weekly review, uh, there's only two like big games that I thought were kind of important to talk about. Um, the most important one 
in my opinion, was Michigan beat Penn State 24 to 15, literally just running the ball. One of the most boring games I have ever watched ever. They threw a single pass in the uh, – or Michigan threw a single pass in the second half, and it was called for PI, so it didn't even go into the stat book. He threw a whopping eight passes the entire game. Um, Aller looks awful. He just does not look good. And uh, James Franklin had made some pretty questionable decisions the entire game. Um, Penn State's in shambles. Uh, and then Texas played a very, very, very close game to, at the time, four and five TCU. They squeaked out with the victory, uh, winning 29 to 26. Um, it's going to get really, really interesting come come playoff selection time. Um, if all these teams are undefeated um, and there's a good chance, again, most of the time the winner – I won't even see most of the time. The winner of the Michigan versus Ohio State game will make the playoffs. They secure the spot in the playoffs, even if they lose in the conference championship, which will not happen. Um, yeah. But with all these teams playing these close games, there might be a chance that the loser will also have a good – to great chance of being one of the four teams as well. Um, and then the last one, um, Jaden Daniels uh, might have just put up the best quarterback stat line in college football history. Um, he absolutely just balled out of his mind. It was absurd. Watching that game was really fun. Um, and again, I'm not over-exaggerating when I'm saying this was the best college football game like played by a quarterback ever. Um, he had uh, – 17 of 26 passing for 372 yards and three touchdowns, which is, is like normally a very good passing day. Um, but then also you have to account for his 12 carries, which he um, ran 234 yards and um, two touchdowns. So he had over 600 yards combined passing and rushing and five touchdowns. Um, it is going to be fun to see what team decides, I wouldn't even say bite the bullet, but what team ends up drafting him in the second round. And some team might even love like what he has in terms of arm talent and his running ability and, you know, trade up to, you know, the 32nd pick, the 31st pick, get that fifth year on his contract. I um, mean, even drafting them, my dream would be for him to go to the Rams. Um, it would be really, really fun to see him in the Sean McVay system. And then in terms of three games to look at this week, uh, nothing really crazy going on this week. But number five, Washington versus number 10, Oregon State. Oregon State and DJ Ugalalele, um have been a little bit of a surprise, uh, which is kind of funny because they still don't have a home now that the Pac-12 has been disbanded. But with the way they've been playing, I think it's only a matter of time until they do find a home. Um, and this is Washington's only, um, only real competition left. Uh, and if they can get past number 10, Oregon State, they pretty much have their spot locked up um, unless something crazy happens. Um, but they do have to play Oregon in Pac-12 championship would be fun. Um, number 16, uh, Utah versus number 19, Arizona. Again, these are both ranked games. Utah um, kind of hung in there with Washington for a little bit last week. Uh, Washington ended up pulling away there at the end. Um, and Arizona, again, has come out of nowhere. Like the past, I would say, 10 years, Arizona football has not been good. Um, but out of almost you know, thin air. They have played very, very well. Um, so it'll just be a fun game to watch, um, especially when we're talking about the Pac-12 and kind of the, the future or lack thereof. And then um, Georgia versus Tennessee. I'd be very, very surprised if Georgia loses this one. Um, Tennessee has not looked um, as good as they have been, um, but Georgia versus Tennessee is always an absolute battle, and it is going to be very, very fun. So, anyway. All right. 
Um, no, I mean, I think you hit it on the nail, man. I'll be honest with you. I think, uh, I think I'm ready for Weddle. What do you think? Yes. Give me one second here, guys. All right. Let's go ahead and get it started. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. All right. So <clears throat> Ben is just kicking my butt. I mean, be putting it quite frankly, 31 to 19 Ben prior to starting. We've been doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks, more than just 40 or 50 weeks. <laughs> uh, we've tied in. I, I don't know. It's been weird. But anyways, Ben, I say we uh, we get going with this. What do you think? Yes, sir. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off with uh, Cole Komet. Oh, what a help here, pal. What a help. Um, is there, Are there running backs in easy mode? I always forget. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, A.J. Dillon's right there. So. A.J. Dillon's right there. All right. Uh, running back, based off the height is why I'm saying running back. Running back in the AFC, uh, who's not like super old, Dalvin Cook. Okay. Not a running back. Yeah. Um, let's see. Thinking wide receiver, a quarterback here in the AFC. Um, I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Oh, it's quarterback. a quarterback. He is didn't realize Trevor Lawrence was that tall. That's insane. Yeah. He's 25 or 26. Um, plays in the north or west. What is that? Oh, I think I got this down. Is it Joey Burr? That's what I was thinking. Ooh, okay. AFC North. Okay, well then I know it is. <laughs> um. Oh, is it Kenny? He's twenty-five. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. All right, nice. Um, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I could go either way. Gervin Dexter. I'm at, dude. I'm waiting till the day that it is good. <laughs> right yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> at least it's not special teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a defensive player who's not super young. Uh, it's probably a cornerback or a linebacker. I'd be very surprised if he's an edge. Um, and that's all I'm going to give you guys because I need to do my best to win. Um, AFC defensive player. What you got? Why does it have to be AFC? It's so annoying. Um, Marlon Humphreys. Now you got me seeing Marlon Humphreys. That's wild. Anyways, yeah, that was huge. Um, that's that's a shame. Let's go. Let's go. You got got lucky there, pal. You got lucky there, pal. All right. All right. Um, Yeah, finally a win. All right. Closing the gap. Closing the gap. All right. Yes. Um, I finally got my 20th win. It only took me like 80 episodes. Um, Anyways, so um, without further ado, Ben, you got any closing comments? Um. Happy Thanksgiving. I'd be I think we're gonna put out a podcast next week. I'd be yeah. surprised if we didn't. Uh, but there's like I don't want to make that promise because it is Thanksgiving, it's the day right before Thanksgiving. Um, mm. so I don't want to like make that promise, but I would be very surprised if we didn't record a podcast. I'll say that. 
Uh, but in case we don't, I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys yes. eat some great food. Enjoy the weather. Watch some good football this weekend. Absolutely. No better time than just filling your face with food and watching football. Um, anyways, we want to thank Spotify for Podcasters, Regional Radio Sports Network, um, Uppercuts Grooming, and I'm forgetting one. Um, no, no, I think we're good. No, I think we're no. good. Uh, we used to say uh, the sports network that we were affiliated with, but not anymore because it is no more. So yeah. uh, there's that. But anyways, um, follow us on all of our socials. Um, you know, please watch our TikToks when we put them out. Uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah. And until next time, this has been the Pigskin Project.